0: You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I'm your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 65. In this uh, episode of the podcast, I'm going to be interviewing David F. Behrens, who writes uh, crime thrillers. David has been was a fan of Florida fiction as a reader, and he's now transitioned to... Uh, writing his own uh, Florida fiction series, the uh, Troy B. Bodine Adventure Books, and we're going to be talking to him about the, that, and as well as being a tennis pro, and a whole bunch more. So stay tuned for my interview with uh, David coming up here in just a moment. I did have one quick announcement here. I have uh, my third book in my uh, series is going to be uh, published on Thursday. April 5th, and I'm excited about that. Just want to let you know. And I'm only making this announcement here on the podcast, and um, I will be sending an email to my mailing list. But I'm doing a 99 cent sale for the first uh, 48 hours. And so from Thursday until uh, Saturday, I'm doing this manually. So on Saturday at midnight Pacific Standard Time, I will uh, increase the price to the regular price of the book, which is going to be $3.99. Um, or $4.99. So I haven't made the decision yet. But uh, this is your chance to uh, pick the book up for $0.99. You can go to Amazon on Thursday. It's hard to say when it will be available once I upload it to Amazon. Um, if you want, you can uh, go to alanpeterson.com forward slash latest and sign up to my new release only mailing list, and I will send you an email when it's uh, available for purchase. That mailing list is only for new releases, so I won't email you about anything else. So if you're interested, go check that out, and I would really appreciate your support uh, for my new book. I'm really excited. It's been a while since I last uh, published, and it's the third book in my um, Pete Maddox series. Very excited about that, uh, but here we go. Here's my interview with David F. Behrens. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Alan Peterson with uh, Meet the Thriller Author. And for uh, this uh, episode, I am talking with uh, David F. Behrens. I have uh, Dave on uh, Skype here. How are you doing, Dave?
1: I'm very good. Doing great today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Alan.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to be on the show. I appreciate that myself. <laughs> of course. No um, problem. So for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer, and I'm also for, for my... Day job. I am a tennis professional. I teach people how to play tennis, and uh, so I'm literally scrunched down in the corner of the ping pong room, trying to stay away from all the noise to uh, give you decent audio. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've written several books, and uh, you know, just decided uh, in the last year, a year and a half or so, to make a uh, to make a real push to become a full time full time author.
0: Yeah, and those are your the uh, the Troy Boudin adventures. Or is that the series that you've been uh, uh, publishing?
1: Yeah yeah that's the that's the most recent thriller series that uh that seems to be doing pretty well and uh, i'm just uh, trying to get on track to crank out a few more of those and got a few other projects and things in the works but that's the that's the bread and butter series and that's the one that i like to uh tell people about first
0: hey can you tell us a little bit about it what's uh, what what it's what's it about and where it's set in
1: yeah it's um it is a a lot of people would call it a florida fiction series Uh, so it is a crime thriller series you know usually somebody there's a murder or some kind of crime that happens in the first couple of chapters and and then the character troy uh sort of works his way through helping the victim or helping somebody that's nearby and uh you know sort of ends up solving the crime and that kind of thing but it's not strategic you know it's not specifically florida because i've got him uh sort of as a drifter he goes from beach town to beach town and and each time he gets somewhere something something bad happens around him so uh, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting series so he's sort of like he's an amateur he's not like a police officer or a pi right mm-hmm. right he's he does have a military background but i didn't want it to be i didn't want him to be the sort of you know ex-cia special forces great at everything you know he he can get through these incredible feats of awesomeness and save the day so i wanted him to be the regular guy and um, you know he was in afghanistan and uh, an ied went off and and got him in the knee so he's got sort of a bad knee and and that that was a an honorable discharge so he's back in the states and trying to make a go of it and that's you know he's kind of turned into a little bit of a drifter character and how many books do you have in that series out now there's four out now um, that are full length novels. There are two sort of shorter works. There is a prequel that's a little bit shorter, it's not even quite a novella. Um, and then there is a story collection where I take a character from each book and sort of expand them into just a, a vignette, you know, their own little short story. And they're, they're kind of zany and funny, and, and they introduce you to different characters along the way.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, that was what really intrigued me uh, when I first uh, came across your books. Is uh, mm-hmm. even though they're thrillers, uh, uh, humor is a big part of it. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, story. exactly. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that and your interest in that? Yeah, I used to read uh, Elmore Leonard and Carl Hiaasen. Well, still do, and um, and some of Robert Parker, Robert B. Parker, um, the Spencer series, and and I'm more drawn to the series that yes, there's something pretty, you know. Uh, pretty thrilling happening you know there's a murder or a, a crime and that you know there are definitely suspense moments but I always liked the characters to be just a little bit on the zany side so that it never gets really really heavy um, you know and i I'm drawn to that kind of work and I read that kind of work a lot and so I again I didn't want my my books to be the you know the, the sort of vince Flynn, jack reacher you know mitch rapp sort of the the hero is just amazing and nothing gets by him you know i wanted to be a little bit fallible and a little bit funny and there's some satire in them and you know i just that's the work i'm drawn to so i like that that it's not the heaviest of series
0: yes that's so so when you started so before you even wrote uh this series you're already a fan of that
1: genre and uh, exactly yeah that's what i read and a lot of times I think that's what, you know, sometimes there's a big push, you know, to, to write, to market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of, I did kind of tour around with different genres and I even have have a few works that are just lying there. And I, I thought it's not, it's not really as good as what I want it to be, you know, to publish. And, and I uh, decided that I would go back and write, you know, write what you really enjoy, write what you, you know, the tropes of the, genre and you know the things that people expect to have happen in these books and things that make them fun to read and and that's where i kind of you know i realized that's what i wanted to write and i'm sort of really throwing my energy at that series right now
0: yeah that's really cool because yeah it it, it is important the whole writing to market and everything but mm-hmm. If you if it's something that you enjoy to read uh, yeah there obviously it obviously there's a market already there right because you're already reading yeah. those books
1: <laughs> yeah and I got lucky um, you know that there is a a reasonably healthy market you know I mean a thriller market is pretty you mm-hmm. know it's always been really good and what's what tends to happen is it it kind of the type of thriller becomes hot you know right now kind of I think psychological thrillers are really really moving and you know a, a, a sort of zany thing like mine is not you know, the top of the pile, but I can still attract readers that are, you know, in those big, huge genres. And, um, that way I get, you know, I get a a decent amount of, of readership. And so how long have you been writing before? Oh my goodness. That's a good question. (laughs) Forever. Um, yeah, I, I literally, I'm not kidding. My mom cleaned out her attic recently, and found a book that i put together when i was maybe 6 7 years old you know it's cardboard and paper and and i've drawn pictures and written a story and i mean that i mean i knew i I've, I've been a reader for forever and ever and i knew that i wanted to write and i went to college for english and my thought was when i graduated i would become a journalist um, and i did write articles for a little while for various papers and at that point um started writing what what it was my first book which was a uh a fantasy novel with dragons and elves and those kind of things and um you know did not realize you there was a such a thing as self-publishing You know i didn't know that was a thing so i have you know hundreds of rejection letters from agents and 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 publishers and that kind of thing so that book just kind of sat there until till the amazon revolution kind of happened and published that and of course i waited for the gigantic royalty check to come <laughs> and nothing ever happened you know so finally you know a few years later I, I started realizing there was a community involved and there's podcasts to listen to and all this education out there and I started doing some studying on you know the things that you can do to make your make your series actually viable and and your writing better and of course still learning as I go but um, I seem to have picked up a few good habits along the way Mm -hmm, absolutely yeah (laughs) your covers are really are really cool too do you do those yourself or do you have those done yeah no i do those myself wow oh my gosh yeah that's a oh boy it's been a that's been a a roller coaster ride because my my genre you know is sort of funny fiction or satirical fiction and that's really hard to nail down um you know that's a it's a very tough one you know i commissioned a cover in the beginning and got something back that was really flat and really dull and i thought well i don't want to use that and i went to another cover designer and i got something back that was straight up romance bare chest guy on the cover and so that that failed and i said okay this is not working i'm just gonna you know look at what's out there try to establish a style and you know kind of run with it um and and actually believe it or not those covers are probably about to go away I really love them but I'm going to I'm going to run them through an update um and I was lucky enough to have some really really uh incredible advice on on the new covers and I still make them myself but I've kind of uh decided that it needed a refresh and they're going to they're going to be similar they'll have a similar theme and that kind of will still carry through but uh those will be rolling out pretty soon with the next book in the series. So they um, they are self-designed, and that's that's one thing I I go back and forth on. Um, I have a tough genre, so getting a pro cover was a tough thing. But that's boy, that's one thing I would if if I have any advice that I can give is just if you don't have the artistic ability, you know, buy your cover. Um, get somebody that that knows what they're doing, because that's literally changed everything when the covers got better the sales got better and,
0: yeah absolutely uh, yeah absolutely yeah very and I, I will say that very few authors can pull off <laughs> doing their own covers because usually yeah, it's really yeah if, i mean you i mean you're yeah you got it you got it nailed and, and if you can do it like you can do it then that's great too because then you, you save money but if you can't yeah. do it it's not a it's not a good advice to do it yourself
1: <laughs> absolutely i you know and there it would be if i found somebody that could really do it i would pay to do, get it done <laughs> and um boy i tell you i've got a enough probably artistic ability to um to shoot myself in the foot so I hope you know I hope the new covers look good and do the do the right thing for me but uh I've seen covers where I you know I just kind of say oh man that would be you you could go a long way if you would just go find even just a pre-made or somebody you know that could that could really give you some pointers um I I was lucky enough to talk to Stuart Baish, who is uh, if you know Mark Dawson, and that's his cover designer, mm-hmm. and he said, "Boy, your covers are good, but here are some things that you could do." So it was like I almost had a private uh, master class session with him, and and boy, he nailed it. Um, you know there's little things I won't go to you know into too much detail, but there's little things that I change that I think will make a a big difference. And, hopefully have a huge impact yeah well especially if you're learning if you're your mentor somebody like
0: that <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah I got lucky uh, you know and I'm, I'm plugged into so many different you know um, learning bases you know podcasts and uh, web pages and Facebook groups and things and that's another thing I would tell everybody just take you know soak up every bit of information you can get your hands on because there are people out there that know what works and they'll tell you um, you know this will work this won't work and for the most part they're right. Um, you know, sometimes there's outliers that get things done in a weird way, but for the most part, all of the, all the guys that are making their money are doing things because they work. And, um, don't be, you know, don't take it personally. If somebody says, gosh, you know, your cover could be better, go out there and get a better cover and, you know, get somebody to edit your book. And I tell you, that's, that's the best advice I ever, you know, just have an open mind and an open willing willingness to, uh, to make things better and you'll you'll have some success
0: yeah no need to reinvent the wheel
1: <laughs> yeah that's ab- absolutely right
0: yeah. for sure so now with your stories do you um when you're starting to write these uh, what's your your process do you like do you like uh, get mm. ideas and you jot them down for possible story scenarios later yes. on
1: yeah absolutely um i'm i am growing into an outliner um mm. i i was more of a pantser and i started really really character based um my my books have obviously sort of zany characters and i would run into a situation in real life and i would just make a note um and sometimes my wife would be with me and i would say oh write that down and she would take a you know a note on her phone and i would look back through them later and a character would sometimes build out of just a just a something we saw and um A lot of times, uh, uh, of all the craziness, we would see a road sign that had two town names together, juxtaposed together, and I would say, oh my gosh, what a great character name that is. And, uh, you know, jot that down, write that down, I'm going to use that. So sometimes, you know, this, this crazy road sign on the way to North Carolina would say Georgiana and Starlington together on the same sign, and I would be like, oh my gosh that's fantastic and then a character idea would sort of come to me and so I would just throw this character into the book and say okay how can I how can I make them work and I would literally not know the end of the book until I got there Um, you know and sometimes the characters would go in directions I didn't expect and they still do sometimes and um, and I'm getting a little more into using beats so I don't strictly outline but I do say okay this particular scene needs to have this happen and, you know, this act needs to have this happen and I kind of, you know, use a format where I just say, okay, um, beat number one is, you know, introduce the characters, beat number two is, you know, inciting incidents. So I do have a little bit of a framework and then I allow lots of room to let those crazy characters do whatever it is they want to do.
0: And what do you use to organize? Do you use like Scrivener or Word or yeah, Post-its? I
1: do use Scrivener. Yeah, I use Scrivener. I write in Word, um, just because I've done it for so long, and I just know all the ins and outs of it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't write in Scrivener, even though I just have, you know, I have the full version. But I do all my outlining and all the, the beats organizing, so I can use the little cards and and move them around a little bit if I need to, and I color code those so if. If a chapter goes away from Troy, you know, if if I'm going on to a police department scene or something, I'll have that color coded, you know, blue. And that way I'll know, oh, I haven't seen Troy in a while. I need to get back to what he's doing, you know, and I'll see the colors and go, okay, I've got to have some more of this character. I got, you know, I need to spread this character out a little bit. And it's a neat tool instead of, you know, I used to use post-it notes. Um, So I was the guy with the post-it notes on the wall and (laughs) would sometimes, you know, the post its would fall off the wall, and it'd be, oh no, where does that go? So Scrivener saved my life a little bit with that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I never thought about that. If a post it falls on the ground, <laughs> yeah, you kind of like, like, oh, <laughs> oh,
1: where was that? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's uh that's how I use Scrivener uh, to organize, and I use Word to type, and then I import it and do all my processing for for output in Vellum now. So. I kind of took this, took the plunge and went to Vellum just because like boy, it's. I mean, I could do it. I can organize it and do all this, the formatting in Word, but, you know, Vellum is. I've gotten to a point where it's just click a button and boom, you've got the output. So.
0: Yeah, I love Vellum, mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: it just looks so much nicer. And it, you know, it keeps everything, it keeps everything, you know, everything, you know uh, consistent across the books, and that way I don't have to remember how many spaces did I put after the title and. What font did I use to the, for the title? How big was it, and all that sort of stuff. So,
0: and now um, I noticed with your book. Too, I was re- I was looking at the look inside for Hat Check uh, just yeah. to you know just to check it out. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: your uh, the the opening paragraph really grabs you. Like I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh,
1: is that something Thank- that you work at work on? Or <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of have, um, you know, like I said, I kind of have in mind a, a an event that's going to kind of get things rolling, and typically the books don't open with Troy. Um, they open in another location, and a and a crime is happening, and you know something is sort of going to get the ball rolling. And and I mean, for many years I've known, oh, you got to, you know, you got to really grab them with the opening, and sometimes that first sentence gets worked and worked and worked and worked until i think oh there's no way i could put this down if i read that that line and i try my best you know i don't i don't always say i'm perfect at it but i try my best to if you read that first page you've got to figure out what's going on you've got to read more and that is i mean that the look inside feature on amazon that's huge for browsers because they'll you know they'll check it out they'll open it up and if it's not if it's not there they sometimes won't they'll pass you by they won't buy it so super important to grab them right away
0: yeah and i recommend uh for the listeners who are who are also writers or aspiring writers to, to check out the look inside and hat check because that's that, that'll put you in thank you <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you very much i appreciate that yeah there's some there's some great visual imagery there you know the, the the gun in the guy's mouth and i mean it just really kicks off with a bang and that i did that in purpose that's a great pun right there but um <laughs> Yeah, so that chapter, you know, I tried really hard to, to make it something you couldn't deny. You had to know what was getting ready to happen. So I appreciate you saying that. Oh.
0: And now, are your experiences, um, like, uh, do they make it into your novels? Like um, things that you've experienced in your real life and you use them. Do you use that stuff in your, in your
1: work? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, you know, and that's what I always say is I, I sometimes there are things that happen in life. And if you're not looking at it and you're not. You know saying, "Oh man, that's a great scene. you'll miss it um and I try to take notes and I mean I've got my phone with me you know twenty four seven like don't we all mm-hmm. so if I see something happens and it just catches my attention, I just make a little just make a little reference, a little note, and so many of those things, especially hat check, I mean there I was there, you know, I was there when some of these things happened, not any of the murder stuff, but I mean we were uh you know we were at Pauly's Island when i came up with these characters and that's the setting for this book and several of the scenes in there i mean you know the ice cream truck getting hit and these things that happen over and over in the book are real life experiences so i just kind of take those and and work them in when it when it's appropriate and when i think it's going to be funny or catchy or something like that so definitely try to use real life experiences because sometimes you can't Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction or funnier than fiction, and and it, you can't let those pass by.
0: and so the locations in your books those are they they're actual real locations.
1: Yes, some of them. Um, like I would say ninety percent of the locations are real. Some of them I had to create, um, but you know, I try to put them near a true an actual landmark. Um, you know, there are places you can go and I mean you know there's a a diner in the first few chapters. you can actually go there and eat and order exactly what's on <laughs> exactly what's on the page and So that just lends some kind of credibility, and I've got people that have written to me, you know, emails and said, "Oh, I've eaten there. I've been there. I know what you're talking about. I've seen that," and that just lends it some credibility. And it's kind of neat for the reader too if they've been there; they they say, "Oh, yeah, I know that place. I know what he's talking about."
0: Oh, that is so cool to hear from the readers about that, like something you wrote, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I've eaten Mm -hmm. that, or I've been there."
1: Yeah, you know, I I got an email from somebody who works at Lee's Inlet Kitchen. you know saying, oh I read your book and I you know, I work there. I know that <laughs> I know that thing on the menu that you've got in the book, so it's really neat to to hear somebody connecting in that way
0: and what about your characters do you do you do yourself or like your f- friends and family do they make it into your books at least
1: a little bit? <laughs> yes, yes um, they do, and i'll I'll let those people remain nameless to uh, <laughs> save, preserve their... no i i'm I'm very generous with you know saying, hey, you know i'm I'd like to you know, kind of use you as a character base, and and nobody gets any. You know, if there's a character that's really awful or terrible, I mean, that's their their fiction, they're made up. And and, and I always say, you know, I I know Troy Bodine, um, I know the guy, because he is based on a a real person, and that person knows, and he has some of those characteristics, and it's all in good fun. And you know, it just it kicked off a series that's that's really been. a lot of fun to write so if you you know i I, people that you can reference can help your characters feel really really deep and they have more you know truth to them but you know that's that's always something i think you know anytime you write somebody you kind of picture somebody in mind even if it's a celebrity or something like that so you know it's good to it's good to give your characters a good depth and a good real truth to them so when you're working on an
0: act of a project do you um do you set yourself goals of like i'm gonna write x amount of words a day or what's your process when you actually write
1: yeah i i am i am not the fastest writer um you know and i say that knowing that some people might think that i'm pretty fast but i i like to get two thousand words a day um and that you know it might be fast for some people it might be a little bit slower for others but i'm You know, I'm still a full-time tennis instructor, and I have a two-year-old at home, and we are expecting a baby in May, and all of that's going on, so if I can get 2,000 words a day, that's really good. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, (laughs) and of course, it's like anything else. You sit down, and 200 words comes out, and that's all you've got. You just say, okay, I'll just make it up, you know, another time, but I set set loose deadlines and, you know, loose word counts that I want to try to get to, and... You know the, the beauty of it is if you miss it, you'll you'll catch up on the other side. You know there's days where you just write and you write and you write and you think, "Oh my gosh, this is the easiest thing I've ever done, and then days where you're, the next word will not come out. So I, I generally say two thousand a day and two thousand words a day, and and that gets me to where I need to be.
0: Is there a specific, a specific a particular spot that you use you write in, or is it do you just whenever you can steal well, some time?
1: there are two spots um you know i i i am lucky in that a, a tennis instructor job is not a nine to five you know we have time on court and then we have time off court and so i'm lucky that i do have breaks where i can come off the court and i can jump on the laptop and and um ride a little bit and then sometimes i'll i will pick it up go to the go to the starbucks and write there because there's just too much going on here and then you know typically speaking late at night um i after the after our, our little girl's gone to bed and after my wife and I have spent a little time together we'll she'll I'll set up at the dining room table, you know, and type there. And I used to have type in my office, which is a tiny little room in our house, just a tiny little almost closet. And I was too claustrophobic back there and just felt like I was in a cave, so moved out to the dining room table and that's my that's my main workspace now.
0: And what gets you to put in, put in your time to to write? Like if you're not feeling it, I mean, what what kind of motivates you to keep going?
1: You know, um, the best thing for me is to either watch a really cool show, mm-hmm. um, you know, or or listen to a book or read a book. Um, you know, put some put something in the tank. Um, it's kind of the way I look at it. I pretty much, you know, I, I don't have a lot of trouble once I've kind of got my beats. Worked out, and I kind of know what the characters are. I'm, you know, occasionally I'll get stuck in a situation in the book, and I'll think, oh, "I need a way out of that." And I just don't know where it's going to go. And it's best just to to step back. Um, you know, let it let it ruminate in your mind, let it steep a little bit. And sometimes just watching, you know, uh, whatever the you know Dateline show or you know murder mystery show is on TV, you know, you just get a, a couple of minutes of that. Sometimes it'll you'll go, "Oh, this would be great." And, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll take a few days and just listen to a book. I like audio books myself. And just sometimes you'll be surprised where a little inspiration will kick in. And I always say, you know, if you're always just writing, 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 sometimes that tank gets a little empty. And it's good to put some things in. You know, go read something. Go, go look, at the, look at the TV. You know, watch some kind of show that relates to what you do. And, and that will oftentimes kick me into a new gear. Hmm. Yeah, so you yeah, so you you do still find time to
0: read and you still read in the oh, yeah. the, the same genre they still that you've always liked?
1: I do. and yeah. Um, yeah, I still read in this in this kind of Florida fiction genre and um, I've I've developed habits that are much more um, much more indie as far as my reading habits. You know, it used to be that I was okay with waiting, you know, a year for the next Hyacinth book or, you know, a year for the next Patterson or whatever, and now I'm like, Where's the next book? <laughs> yeah. I need the next one. And so it's it's a lot more. Um, you know, my reading habits have definitely turned towards. Okay, I finished that one. Boom. Where's the next one? And um, and I like a couple of great indie authors that are in that uh, thriller space. And I like a little bit of action adventure also. You know, um, James Rollins and some of these guys that write. You know, Crichton kind of writes adventure, action, thriller, and so I'll get across to those. And I'm slowly working my way through the. Uh, elmore leonard catalog and you know things like that so that's that's what i read and i like i still enjoy those kind of books
0: can you tell us a little bit about your
1: work in progress what are
0: you got cooking
1: right now (laughs) i'm on the fifth um i'm on the fifth troy bodine book which is i think currently titled nags head so he's made his way up to nags head uh in the outer banks of north carolina and there's he's found himself in a little bit of trouble again, and this time I did go a little different. The opening does does directly involve Troy, so there's gonna be you know some right off the right off the bat he's in deep trouble, so i'm hopefully hopefully it'll throw him to a really intriguing situation but i'm about i would say I'm about a third maybe getting close to a halfway through and probably have another four to six weeks on it you know with writing and editing and all the production that goes behind it and uh, hopefully have that out and then maybe be started on the started on the sixth one so be cranking them out
0: right, cool yeah so how many, how many books are you thinking to publish this year
1: i will probably end up publishing three if if i can stay on track stay on target um like i said we're going to have a baby in may yeah <laughs> and so that kind of throws everything into the into the air we're not sure but i would like to get three done and i that that could it could be that i get this troy book done and then i'm stalled for a while so we'll see and um that's again there's no no rush for me i'm i'm sort of still you know a, a day jobber and I've, I've made a in my mind a 3 to 5 year timeline that i'd like to be you know i'd like to be able to to not do my job anymore and be a full-time author and i think that's plenty of time to get you know maybe 15-ish books and those may not be all troy books they may be other series that i come up with and i do have a few ideas in the back of my head that i'm going to try to get veer off and get into the fold you know and uh, that allows me a little creative license to do something a little different so hopefully hopefully everything will will click right along for me yes
0: yeah, so it's like you got a a, a good plan and you, you're definitely on the, on the right track with the with your sales
1: <laughs> it feels that way yeah it feels uh-huh. right, you know that way and that's you know i've i've been lucky and i've been blessed but i'm i'm really a i'm a student of all the marketing techniques mm-hmm. and i really try to you know I look at what different people are trying and if it suits your genre and if it's out there you know it's worth giving it a try and You know, experiment a little bit, and don't you know? Don't be too quick to say, "Well, that didn't work." You know, go back and look at it, and take your time with with listening to podcasts and listening to people who have gone before, and know the right techniques. and And that's I I still, you know, I just tinker with it, and I look at different ads and different marketing techniques and things. And every day, I look at it and say, "What could I do that would you know sell ten more books?" And you know, if that happens, boy, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I was wanted to let the listeners know. I was looking at your uh, at your website, and you have you're giving away a couple of books if uh, for people that that sign on to your uh, to your newsletter.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the prequel uh, is called Knucklebones, and that would introduce you to Troy, and that's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a murder mystery. Um, you know, there's kind of a who done it kind of thing to that, and that happens in Afghanistan. So that is sort of the backstory. Uh, of Troy and gives you a little insight as to where he's coming from and what kind of character he is. And then when it goes into hat check, it takes off, you know, right, almost, almost right after that. So that would lead you right in. And then the other one is the, the book called Backroads, which is a collection of short stories and you don't have to have read any of the other books to, to appreciate them. They're full story vignettes and they take characters from each book or different books and uh, gives them their own little story. So, it's kind of a cool way to introduce people to the series
0: yeah it's awesome and i'll have a, i'll have links on the website uh but your website is davidfbarons.com that's correct and so mm-hmm. people can find you all right okay. david uh, before i let you go is there anything else you'd like to uh to tell our listeners about
1: well uh no i think we've covered it all i mean i just um i i'm not you know i'm not a, a bestseller or anything like that i mean i i was lucky enough to dip to you know get up to number one with a you know a couple of great marketing techniques and in my category. And I mean, sometimes that's all it takes um, to attract enough readers to your to your series. But you know be be a willing, be a willing writer. Um, be willing to say, this thing that I've got is great. Um, what can these other people tell me? What can they teach me? What can they show me? You know and I, I mean, there are so many people that people, excuse me, that give these things away. And say, look, this is what I do, and it it works for me, you know, might as well give it a try. And I think just being open to the fact that people are there to help and be willing to take their advice, that's my, that is my number one, uh, that's the turnaround that's happened for me. Just be open and take that advice in the spirit that it's given, you know, the rising tide lifts all our boats
0: that's great advice it's, yeah so true so many people are out there providing some wonderful advice and for free yeah. i mean it's just amazing
1: yeah. exactly absolutely uh,
0: all right Dave. well thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast and uh, i well, enjoyed talking you. with you i appreciate it Alan. thank you very much Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. I'd like to ask you to please review and rate this uh, podcast over on iTunes. It really helps me get the word out. If you take a few seconds of your time to uh, do that, it would be much appreciated. You can also visit my website at thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for show notes on this episode, as well as information about the uh, podcast in general. And you can also sign up for my mailing list there. You'll be getting uh, special offers from our guests as well as information uh, behind the scenes information on the podcast and uh, please do visit my author website at alanpeterson.com i appreciate your support and so until next episode i will talk to you
1: then